When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If we went into recession last year, they should have said so at the time. No point moaning about it now. I'm Harriet Langley Swindon, and this is Nonsensored. Hello and welcome to Nonsensored, the podcast that wraps up all the best bits from my very real daily radio show into one easy-to-digest highlights package. I'm joined, as ever, by my producer, Martin, and what a show we have for you this week, eh, Martin? Oh, yes, indeed. We've got an exclusive interview with the man behind Rishi Sunak's knockout Q&A on GB News. Ishan Akbar has a particularly sophisticated hot and spicy take. And we revisit the phone call we had this week with a shy Tory. But before all that, I must say thank you to our new Patreons, Leah Jewett, Richard Ingrie and Matthew Rowe, who all signed up to support us directly and make it possible to pay our guests at patreon.com forward slash non-censored. They, like all our earlier subscribers, get early ad-free episodes and exclusive bonus content like longer videos and more podcasts. So go to patreon.com forward slash non-censored to support the only truly conservative news media left in the UK. But on to this week's show and we'll start with someone who will decide the next election a shy Tory who called into the show to explain why they're so shy. And just to say in advance, we do apologise for the strong language in this segment and we repeat that apology to Ofcom. Ofcom? Bunch of f***s. Anyway, let's take a listen to a shy Tory. Now I'm going to be very gentle with my next caller as he's rather shy. That's right, last week Liz told us about secret Tories. Well, we managed to find one of them for you and we have one on the line. Hello. Hello. Sorry, I'm sorry. Hello. Yeah, I can't believe so I'm very shy. Um hi. Okay. <laughs> Yes, well, you don't. You don't need to be shy here. This is yeah. a safe space. I'm shy everywhere. Yeah, it's nice. Nice to be here. Hello, shy Tory Pete. Right. <laughs> That's my name, Pete. Hello, Pete. Oh, your <laughs> yeah. name is Pete. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hello, it's not, it's, Hello um, Pete. It's not. It's not, uh, it's not really my 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 real name. Um, I, I'm a bit shy. Uh, um, my, my real name's Peter. I like Pete because it makes me sound more like I'm, you know, a man of the salt, you know, uh, salt of the earth type. Um, Oh gosh, this is this is why this is hard to talk to people, isn't it? It's hard to talk to people. Do I sound stupid? You I sound don't stupid, sound don't a I? Bit. Okay, okay. No, Pete, you sound great. You're very welcome on the show. Okay. Uh, thank you for calling calling okay, thank in. You. Thank you, thank you. Well, Pete, we'll start with some very easy, gentle questions. Mm -hmm. Why are you so shy? Why can't you man up? Um. <laughs> Uh, I still got. I think it goes back to childhood and um, the way my father sort of uh, treated me for for having, uh, you know, I, I'd have to fit in with what he, he he wanted me to do. I think that's sort of the the heart of the shyness. 
really. Was, right. he, not um, a, was he not a Tory, Pete? What, I had was a lot he of, a Green? Oh, it was not really to do with the politics. It was just, oh. I, just anything, really. I was, I was very sure. I had a lot of siblings. You know, it's easy to fall into the background. I found it easier not to, to make myself sort of front and centre heard. <laughs> um yeah, he, he was... Um... OK, Pete, um, I, I don't really care about your childhood. What I want to look at is your political leanings, Pete, because we we know we found out last week that there are a lot of secret Tories out there. Uh, do you see yourself as shy and secret? Um, I, I, I feel like uh, I am shy and secrecy yes. is part of, part of that. Yes, yes. Right. Yes, I would right. like to keep things secret because it helps me maintain my shyness um and do you do you, you know what this is, really bring, your this is really really bringing a lot up thank you for this this is really helpful you're really helping me sort of work through things okay that's that's not really what we're aiming to do here uh pete but i i, I appreciate if that is helping you it's it's a good thing um I would like to know whether your uh, your politics is something that you keep secret and safe, like um, like Gollum would the One Ring. Is is that your approach to politics? Is that what happens with the shy Tories? You know, in, in this country. Yes, 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 yes. I do. I have a very tiny, a very tiny rosette, very tiny blue rosette. It's maybe a centimetre in diameter, so I can just cover it up with my lapel if I feel like I'm... That is very small. ...of myself, yeah. Mm -hmm. I very rarely walk into a room and introduce myself as a Tory. I normally just say, hello, I'm Peter. Oh, I don't say, hello, I'm Peter, I'm a Tory. Um, and I don't know right. what's... I don't know what's stopping... Except for my shyness, really, except for my shyness. I'll maybe slip it in, you know, later with the when they say, how are you? I'll say, oh, I'm fine, thank you, I'm a Tory, how are you? I'll sometimes do that. So, so, Peter, what do you do if you're in a room and you're surrounded by lots of wokey people who are talking about pronouns and things like this? What do you do? Do you just stand by and let it happen? Um, no, I say, oh, hello, I'm Peter, he, him, and uh, um, I'm, I'm a Tory, actually. And, and, um, oh, yeah. my goodness. Right, Peter, if, if you don't mind, could I just ask you about some conservative policies and where you stand on them? Because it might help us get a better understanding of what the shy Tories um, want yeah. and, and, and yeah. you know, uh, what they're looking to have delivered. So, for example, um, a big issue has been the small boats. How do you feel about the small boats? Oh, um, can I just say first, like, wow, I'm really not important. I don't know. It's such a thing that you're even okay, asking Pete, me Okay, Pete, we don't care about that. Can you just tell us what you think about the boats? I do. Would I'd like boats to be stopped? I'm, I'm actually quite scared of boats. Yes. Um, I went Thank to. You. Yes. I was in in. I went to London and I, I went to the Cutty Sark area. They've got a big boat there out of the ground. It's just terrifying. I don't know. Something happened to me in a former life or something. But seeing the underside of a boat, like whoa, did not like that. Don't like boats generally. Because, they really give me the willies. But you're also worried about all the sort of um the the, the desperate people on the boats. Um. Well, I I I feel. Scared? Yeah, there. Um, yes. Yeah, yes, stop them. As you want to stop them too? Yes, Peter. It's mainly the boats, really. It's mainly the, the boats, boats themselves. The yeah. Boats okay, themselves. Right. Yeah. Okay, I, just the, the more boats. boats, the more boats here, the more chance I have of seeing a boat, and I don't. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't like that. That is a fair judgment call, I think. Um, have you thought about boat-related therapy? Is that something you might be interested in? Oh, I'm not worth therapy. You know me. I don't. That's no. I. 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 I'll just. Uh, I'm. I'm kind of inclined to agree with him, producer Martin. I mean, 
I think, Pete, I don't want to sort of put things onto you, but maybe your fear of boats is is not for the boats themselves, but because you understand that we don't want any more people in this country. I'm sorry. Actually, you just said boats so much that I had a bit of a panic attack. Okay, no, it's okay. It's okay, Pete. Okay. Pete, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, I tell you let's, what, Pete. Let's talk about other conservative issues, Pete. I'm sorry, right? I know. I'm so shy. I'm so shy. I know. No, it's no, hard no. It's, to someone you're welcome shy. here. I'm just so it's shy. Absolutely awful. Yeah. We know we usually get very brash people that are very loud, and you're you you know it's quite a calming. Um, section for the show now no it's horrible it's horrible producer martin I, I this caller is horrible and how much longer do i need to talk to him well i mean perhaps pete if you don't mind um we could talk about things that might um stop you being quite so shy uh, for example have you thought about taking an improv class um i have taken an improv class yes i'm level two um, I've right. not spoken. Actually, I've that not, does make a lot of sense. I've not spoken in a class yet, but I've taken part. Yeah. I've, I've been spoken about in a lot of scenes. Oh, and how did that make you feel? Well, you know, I, they've, they've, they, well, yeah, that, it's fun. It's all good fun, isn't it? They can say what they say. What they like. It's all good fun. It did make me feel included. Um, yes, but I suppose is it all good fun because you'll get your revenge at the ballot? You know, when you vote for right-wing policies that will inevitably put them back in their place, is that? Yeah, that's right. That's right, Pete. You show those. You show those improvisers. We're not going to give you any more money, you fucking idiots. I, I wow. Wouldn't to, I wouldn't want to upset anyone. Now, Pete, you've got to upset people in this life, and that's what you're going to do. And that's and you should be proud of that. You should be proud of your conservative principles, Pete. And that's the thing. Let's get rid of all the funding for the arts. And that is a great reason. Thank you, Pete. I think well of myself done. as more a sort of One Nation Tory, actually. Um... Oh, God. Oh, yes. OK. All right. Now, Pete, I'm not usually one to, to sort of throw provocative things in. But with you, I think it might be worth saying, how do you feel about the death penalty? You know, I can, there's points on both sides. Um, I really feel for the people who, who, who would die under the death penalty. And I, and I really feel for, you know, the people who get so angry about not having a death penalty. It must be very hard to be both types of people. You know what, Pete? I, I would love a spin-off radio show that is just conversations with you because I've got to say, Gosh. I don't think we agree oh. on everything. But it's, oh. it's, it's been wonderful to see you come out of your shell. And, and you know, you've really got some opinions that people would like to... I don't know. I'm like, going to counteract that point, Pete, and oh. say maybe you should get more in your shell um, because this is horrible. I don't like it. Harriet, I don't like what I've uh, seen Harriet. or heard today. Yeah, Harriet, mm. can I say, it, it's, it's quite unnerving talking to you because there's, there's an inner monologue I have which sounds almost exactly like you. Um, oh. And so when you're speaking, it's hard to differentiate between what's the, the low self-esteem voice in my head and what's this, what's you, the, the, the real woman. Well, do you know what, Pete? You've won me over. If there's a little me inside of you telling you to sort your shit out and that you're a piece of crap, then I think that's wonderful. I think you're going along things the right way. And that is the Tory way, you know? Oh, thank you. That's really nice. That's really nice of you to um, say. Thank you. P Pete, oh. I just have one. 
One more question for you, which is um, if Keir Starmer were to win you over, which, you know, he's, he's obviously trying to do, um, what kind of shy policies would you like to see Labour put forward in their in their manifesto? I'd really like um, if, if, if fans could either be provided or money could be put into the, the production of fans. I, I really I, I've been the idea of having a hand fan to hide behind and that to be a normal thing to do. I would love that. I would really love that. And I, I'd love to see the states I mean, the get thing involved. is, the, the, my problem with that, Pete, is it sounds a lot like what happens in wokey comedy clubs all throughout London. That's what they allow now. They're all allowed fans. What, hand and fans. Yes, they are. They are, Martin. Every comedy club now, they let the audience hide behind their fans and it's disgusting. Could you tell me the... And I, I know I know this is true because I heard it on a podcast. I'd love to know where I can go and go to these. This, this sounds wonderful. Where can I find these no, clubs? No, you don't want it, Pete. No, it's disgusting. It's for wokies only. Okay, you sorry. are not a wokey, Pete. No, I know. You're I a conservative. Yeah, yeah I should. You're speak. fighting oh, a war, Pete. We're all fighting a war. Yeah, I just shouldn't speak, should I? No. Anyway, it's been wonderful talking to you. Has it? I'm sorry. I'm and... so shy. I'm sorry. I'm so shy. Oh. Don't apologise. No, Pete. No, you should apologise, Pete. But um, but but it's been it's been interesting. So th- so thank you for coming on the show. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so shy. God, why? Why are you so shy, Peter? Why are you so shy? Stupid Peter. Stupid Peter. Stupid Peter. So shy all the time. Stupid Peter. Get him off, Martin. I don't want to hear his inner monologue. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Uh, I haven't hung up. I'm sorry. Now, there were some TV awards this week, and I can't help but feel that this time next year, those awards are going to have to invent new categories to give the people behind Rishi Sunak's show on GB News this week all the awards they deserve. Well, it's certainly true that it wouldn't fit into the pre-existing categories or even the pre-existing definition of television. Yes, it's redefined television. And that show's director, Raymond Pointers, joined us to explain how he did it. Let's take a listen. Raymond, very exciting to have you on the show. Hello. It's a, an absolute pleasure to be here. It's an honour. Thanks for having me, Harriet. Well, we don't usually have someone who's sort of behind the scenes, as it were. Um, but you you showed your behind the scenes work on the internet Everyone was talking about it. Of course, we had to have you on. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's nice to get to discuss my work. Often I am behind the camera, but it's nice to sort of be in front of it for a change. Although I'm sure the shots won't be as well put together today. Oh, oh no, no, it, it, it will, it will. I'm sure producer Martin will do a wonderful job of editing this we, afterwards. We, we do, uh, we take a little bit of uh, video footage as well and I'm just a keen amateur but I, I, I tend to stick to the more traditional, uh, you know, front-facing shots to get people's faces and then we just chop it up and throw it, throw well, it online. Yeah, I, I mean that is the sort of way that people get into this sort of thing they start. It's, I'm sort of at the jazz stage of my career where I've learned all the rules and now I can break them. Wow. Yes. Brilliant. Well, take us at the beginning, Raymond. So you've got Rishi Sunak on for an unfiltered hour of audience firing questions at him. And you filmed it in this very innovative way. So firstly, how did you persuade 
Rishi Sunak to to come on GB News. Well, it was it was a tough get. You know, it mm. wasn't it wasn't his office that were pushing for it at all. It wasn't them trying to appeal to sort of the reform voter base. It was us trying to get you know the biggest the biggest fish we could. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of my sort of charm and and charisma via email to his assistants, and we got him. It was, it was great. So we got him in. And uh, said, "Look, we'll we'll get a random assortment of audience members who all happen to be in the same sort of political area, um, and then we'll we'll get you to to talk to them, and and I'll film it." And he he actually, I I I mean, I don't think he put this in writing or or actually said it, but I think me directing it was was the biggest pull for him. Right. I mean, one thing that I took away from that was just how white his shirt was, and. I wondered if that was something that had come from you or had come from Rishi. It was a it was a collaborative thing. It definitely wasn't mm. um, missetting the white balance on the on the camera. That was because we we wanted the whole thing to feel overexposed. He, he was there, yeah. vulnerable in the spotlight. So why not do that w- with the color palette as well? I see. Yes, vulnerable, but always with a clean shirt at the ready, which I think subliminally really tells viewers quite a lot. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Mm. P- p- I mean. It's it's clear from what what you've just said that you got exactly what I was trying to do with my artistic vision there, which was to make his shirt look very white. And for those who who didn't, our listeners who didn't see the uh, video, I'm not sure there'd be many. No, you're you're right. Really, really wonderful. I mean, one thing is you the camera sort of panned round Rishi, so you didn't see his face all the time. It was almost like you were seeing things. From Rishi's point of view, or a bit like Evil Dead 2, where there was something coming up behind him about yes. to possess him. Yes, absolutely. And take, take him over before he sort of killed his friends and family. Yes. So was that something you, you were going for? What was, it, what was your influences? We've all seen the Rishi from the front and slightly yes. to the side. But how yes. often have you seen our leaders from behind? It's, mm. it's important to get all sides of the debate. So we stayed on this side that we've never really seen. And, you know, you, you bring the audience round just towards the front and they think, oh, now we'll be able to see what he looks like and what he's saying. And then we move away. So yes. it allows the audience to place a bit of their imagination on it. And it meant that we could get all of the people in the audience in shot, but without any detail ever. So that was, it was all composed beautifully and precisely. Raymond, um, I do have to ask, is this the first maybe of many different uh, videos that we're likely to see coming from your news outlet, um, giving a rear side view of politics, really the the arse end of what's going on today? Maybe you could have Zelensky, Biden, um, Macron. There's a lot of people that uh, I think would be interested in seeing world leaders from behind. Mm. Well, mm. I, I would say I don't just do behind. I could do beneath and above as well and to the side. Wow. Right. Yes. Wow. So, okay. of course, you know, Amazing. Biden, it would probably be a, a side on view. And then every time he turned his face towards the side I was on, I'd cut to the other camera. Side on with Biden. Sure. Exactly. No, I can see how yeah. that would that would work. Um, so, I, I, you know, I just I'm very creative as a person, which is why I think GB News uh, brought, brought me on because they have a very creative interpretation of what the news is. Yes. And I help with that. Producer Martin touched on this, but would you get, say, would you get Keir Starmer on next? Uh, that's, would I get Keir Starmer on? I, I'd i find it quite a boring task to film him. Right, um, yes. But, I, you know, I, I will film 
anything for money is sort mm-hmm. of what I would say right. to that. So yeah, yeah I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I would, but it would, it maybe be in a different environment, maybe maybe a sort of bear baiting sort of style, a, a little fight. Maybe we could do a UFC on, on GB News. Well, I don't know if you saw the uh, recent Vogue uh, pictures of Kistama. Um, they decided to go with a slightly blurred lens, which I thought was uh, quite a nice touch. Perhaps you could do um, him just from afar, you know, like a Starmer from a farmer. <laughs> a little little rhyme there. Uh, I, I mean, we don't basically we don't start from a from a rhyme and work backwards. This oh, is a okay. serious it's- profession that we have. You know, you, you've got to. Mm. I, I mean, I can see why you're saying this. You've just got three cameras flat on our faces. It's quite yes. a dull image. Sunak on, you know, a zoom back. You're, you're zooming into his back um, a lot. Uh, you, you know, um, Macron with his back on the TV. Um I mean, these all do do rhyme. Yeah, they, they do rhyme, not, don't not, they? They're not the technical terms, but it's they probably does. quite useful, okay. isn't it? Having yeah. having some rhyming options there. Yeah, look, it's, it's rhyme. I'm not here to speak on rhyme. I I think rhymes are great, but I, Zelensky I, on a jet ski. Well, that that would up the budget quite a bit, wouldn't it? But I think people would like to see it. I I don't know what you think GB News is. We don't just do weird things that will be shocking or memorable to to boost online engagement. Like that's not what we're we're about. Right. No. No, that's fair enough. I I think I I think I am a little confused about GB news um in in different ways. What well, just out of interest what does the the GB stand for? A good boys. It's good boys. Ah, okay. Well that is I did we were wondering that when we produced Martin. Yes. Um, it's good and I I know when I cuz I I do like to write to them occasionally see if they want to pick up you know this this show, and I think that's why they haven't got back to me because I haven't addressed them correctly. Yeah, good and, boys. well, and also because you're not a good boy, um, w- would also oh. be a, a problem. Oh, I see. Right, well, yeah. Harriet I, is I very much the, the bad boy of. Um, I'm all team. woman. I'm all woman. Yes. Yeah. And, and also something Labour don't understand. Anyway, look, um, Raymond. What I want to ask is, how do you think? Rishi Sunak did. Oh, well, I'm sort of a. I consider myself to be a some somewhere in between David Attenborough and Tarantino, and that right. I, I don't get involved. You know, there's there's a code see, there. Yes. I'm just there to document it. Yeah, you're the director. But exactly. there will be some bloodshed. Well, no, it'll, this is the mistake with with Tarantino. I, but it's not all about bloodshed. It's about like working lots backwards. Lots of swearing cool and idea. using the N word. Yes. Yeah, and, I, I mean, ultimately, my aim with my career is to put myself in my own films so I can say the N-word. That is the okay. end game. But for and now, you're sort of in the right place with GB News, I suppose. I mean, if anyone's exactly. going to let you do that. Yeah, yeah, it's probably GB News, yes. Fingers crossed. Um, that, that's, that's the goal. But, yeah, I... I think Rishi did a did a fine job. I think his his back looked nice in the shot. He was in focus for most of it, and uh, he did respond to the questions. Undeniably, he responded to all the questions. He did. I mean, he got one very angry man. He did, and that was that was great for me. Although I, for me, we we lingered on that man's face for too long. I would have liked a shot of just his midriff, but you know. Yes, did didn't even see the back of the angry man. I mean, not that I know, obviously. Filming is difficult and you can't get all the shots you need. Well, I have fired that cameraman. Right, um, yeah. I would like to say as well, it's not 
people have started trying to use the, the term camera operator, but mm-hmm. it's a cameraman. Um, uh, they're not surgeons. They're not operating on anything, but they no. are a man. So Yeah, they are a yes. man. Yes, yeah. right. Well, um, what's next? So you've had Rishi on. I mean, surely this is as big as it gets. Well, I'm currently funding a feature with, uh, with Lawrence Fox. Wow. Oh. Yep called the human statue it's called human statue so yeah. please do give us a little bit more information about this this sounds fascinating well it's, it's about sort of um statues and Lawrence fox he hasn't said said yes to it yet sort of a pitch i, I tend to pitch mm. to a lot of the people who are either at or have recently left gb news right That's, yeah yeah joey yeah. barton and i are working on a um the only man in the room uh which is a show about trying to become a football pundit wow yes yeah, no, there's lots of lots of uh, lots of exciting projects. I I could come up with one for you, Harriet, if you'd like. Oh right, yes. Oh, oh what would it, what would it be? Well, it's probably just this podcast, but filmed from a different angle. If I'm honest. Oh, that's okay. really really clever. I like that. And maybe you could censor everything around you apart from your face. Yes. Oh. Don't don't want to censor the money shot. No, <laughs> that's actually quite a fun idea i mean raymond are you teaching any classes is there if anyone wants to learn your style uh, perhaps you've got a master class or something people can subscribe to i don't know yeah yeah you can uh, join me on substack it's a lot of uh, it's sort of politics and filming so you know rather than having the subject in the direct center of the frame they're always over to the right that kind of thing that's okay. amazing that's amazing it's, it's the well, way to film for for a woke world when common sense should be key this is the thing oh, raymond sounds so common good. sense yeah that's what it should all be about and i think that's why people so took to your film work really they thought this is the common sense approach we've all been waiting for yeah looking at a man's back as he talks about stuff he doesn't really understand mm. And that's why he won over 50% of the undecided voters in the room. I was an undecided voter until I saw the back of his elbows and I thought, well, you can't hide anything there, can you? Mm. Mm. And what did you decide? Uh, I, I decided that I'll, I'll continue just to, to vote Conservative, I suppose. Great. Raymond, it's been eye-opening. Thank you so much well, for coming on the show. That's my job. So, isn't it? Uh, th- thanks very much <laughs> yes. for having me. Harry. It's been it's, it's been very a pleasure. good. Now, if you find the adverts in the show annoying, remember you can skip them by going to patreon.com forward slash noncensored, where you'll get episodes without them and you'll be supporting the show. Anyway, finally this week. We had Ishan Akbar on the show for a particularly sophisticated hot and spicy takeaway of the week. Let's take a listen. Ishan Akbar, hello. Hello. How are you, Harriet? I am very well. Um, I had a lovely Valentine's Day. Thank you for asking. Jonathan took me out to this beautiful restaurant and it was so lovely to look across the floor and see not one horrible, nasty little single person. (laughs) How about you? Well, um, I did a gig in Torquay and I'm I'm in a hotel room by myself. Oh, well, that's the thing with you comedians, isn't it? No time for love. Yes, quite. Too busy making people laugh. Like Exactly. No time. I've only got time to live and laugh. No time to love. Live, laugh, no love. Nope, just live and laugh. Well, I've got to say, Ishan, two out of three isn't too bad. 
And uh, I, I hope you're enjoying your hotel room. You know, you could always see if they could send you a little, um, you know, sausage roll, something like that. Is that a euphemism? No, just just a delicious um, pastry-based snack. Anyway, Isan, let us know your hot and spicy takeaway of the week. Well, you may have seen in recent weeks videos emerging from certain northern constituencies where Asian aspiring members of parliament have been releasing videos speaking in various South Asian languages, appealing to their local electorate, where the large swathes of that community might be. And the Twitter account that I think a few years ago was voted the most balanced and fair-minded ever in the history of Twitter accounts, Guido Fawkes, mm. tweeted something quite remarkable. Oh, yes, always said, love. The thing that nobody says, yet we all know, we all know, is that the Labour Party have chosen to seek unsophisticated Muslim community support for numerical reasons at the expense of sophisticated Jewish support. Uh, right. Right. So, so he's rather brashly pointed out the differences between the tribes. Well, well I mean... I mean, I've just got to say that I, I would feel nervous about this going out on the non-censored, uh, out-of-context out of uh, Twitter account. It's, I mean, then again, I would be nervous about any, any tweet that went out that had the word um, Muslim Jewish or, or Jewish in it. I, I, right. Yes, yeah, I think I would be nervous about anyone mentioning any religion personally. Ishan, are you from the tribe of the unsophisticated Muslims? Well, I mean, I would stray very carefully with using the word tribe in relation to this conversation, but my hot and spicy takeaway is this. Does this mean that there are unsophisticated Jewish people and sophisticated Muslim people? Because I would say... I'm a sophisticated Muslim person, privately educated, I sound like an angel, and I like brie. Yes. That's quite sophisticated. Uh, yes, you do like brie, yes. I love brie. And I've met some unsophisticated Jewish people. Who? N name names. Well, no, I don't think we should let, name names. Wait, let's I don't... name the unsophisticated Jewish people. No, I'm not keen on making... Named? A list of Jewish people. I, I think let's just move on from who they are and keep it general. It's still making me very nervous, keeping it very general. The more specific we get, the more it feels like a lawsuit. Okay, fine. And you know what would be, you know, very unsophisticated of us to have be embroiled in some sort of lawsuit? I, I completely understand. Now, I will say, when he first tweeted this and he said, seeking unsophisticated Muslim community support for numerical reasons, I thought, are you saying that Muslims are better at math than the Jewish population? I don't know if that's a stereotype. That's necessarily true. Are they? Who's better at math? Muslims are... Oh, well, again... Uh, that's a question for the ages, isn't it, really? Let's not put them... Who yeah. is better at maths? Head to head. Again, very awkward, even just sort of discussing this tweet. No, but you... You wanted general, so you want the generally. I see, yeah, but when we're going Muslims v Jews, because that's when it's that's how it's going to be. That's how it's going to be pitched, isn't it? That's what people are going to probably refer to it's, this. It's okay. As. It's okay. No one gets cancelled on this kind of topic. What I want to know is Ishan, is um as our diversity correspondent. Yes. 
and as someone who hails from from a a Muslim faith, yes, um, what makes a unsophisticated Muslim, and where are they, and why are Labour not trying to get the sophisticated Muslim vote? Well, I wouldn't possibly be able to tell you what an unsophisticated Muslim is, because I only really move around in rarefied circles. Yes. One who doesn't understand a cheese board. Actually, Muslims quite like cheese. Cheese is halal, isn't it? So I'd assume that there's quite a bit of cheese knocking about in a Muslim household. But probably the stringy cheese, isn't it? Not not the green like you. Real peelable cheese. That's unsophisticated That's cheese, the one, isn't it? Very unsophisticated. Although cheese. delicious. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, stringy cheese. I would say it's alongside cheddar and red Leicester, the most unsophisticated of the cheeses. Mm-hmm. Right. I and- think, Ishan, we do need to know um, what would uh, sophistication really look like? Because when I think of a sophisticated person, it would be uh, they maybe they'd be wearing a tie, some form of a fancy hat, and they, they you know they probably have uh, quite a um, a high pitched accent like oh, oh, hello. They'd speak like that. Whereas an unsophisticated person would um, you know be dressed largely like a scarecrow, so little bits of corn coming out of their mouth, maybe out of the top of their shirt as well, and their voice would be more like. Oh, hello. Right. Is, does this apply to the um okay. to, to the, the Muslim population? Yes, and the Jew, the, the Jewish people also. Well, I, I would say the, the Muslim population you know, is a vast population of 1.7 billion people, and it would stand to reason that there's probably quite a big range of <laughs> and across that spectrum. So it, it may be there's a group, but I think the only way we can get to the bottom of this, really, mm-hmm. as to whether there are sophisticated, is to play a game of Would You Rather. So, Producer Martin, I want to ask you first, would you rather fight a hundred unsophisticated, squirrel-sized Muslims? Oh, squirrel-sized. Or one horse-sized, sophisticated Jewish person? Oh, I really wouldn't. I don't want either of those fights. That doesn't sound like it's going to end well for me. I mean, either physically or, uh, you know, politically. If if, if I wasn't cancelled um, for having a fight based on the religious grounds, I would probably be physically cancelled, by which I mean, um, you know, left in quite some pain. Yeah. Um, uh Squirrel size and what are they? What are they armed with? Why do they have to be armed? Just because they're Muslim. Well, no, you. So they they've got their bare hands. Um, and 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 the um the horse sized gentleman is he um is he brandishing anything? That, no, they we do this concern. I know a pen to complain. Okay, know. so you're right. If you're horse sized, then you probably probably don't need a weapon. Um, do I get a weapon? No, you just fight bare hands. Wow, right. this is brutal. Absolutely. Well, brutal. I'm gonna, I, I, you know, for numerical reasons, I think I'm going to choose the Muslims because, oh. you know, if if there's, um, you know, a lot of them, I reckon I could handle one, um, you know, squirrel-sized 
person. Do you have a numerical reason to agree with Guido Forbes? Oh God, no, that's not. No, that's not what I'm. No, that's not what I'm saying. I just thought. I think the word numerical was just in my head. Right. It's. I'm sure they weren't talking about this specific question. I'm, okay, well, I'm, I'm sure they were. Well, we, we've. Oh yes. All right. Okay. Would you rather fight a hundred duck-sized? Unsophisticated Jewish people. Oh dear. Or one rhinoceros sized sophisticated Muslim person. Right. Well, they've got bigger for you. Um, I would rather the duck sized unsophisticated Jewish people. And and why? Are, are you taking them to dinner or fighting them? You sounded very pleased. I, I do you know what? It's not so much about the faith. It's just something about ducks. I really like them. And if they're, you know, little Jewish people, no, I'm sure they like, they like bread as well, don't they? So They do like bread. Well, I'm not sure they're going to share any other qualities with the ducks. I, I think it's more of a size-based thing. We've got a kind of but Godzilla I, I, versus Tokyo style uh, consideration with the... With the rhino-sized gentleman who might be, or, or gentle lady, or gentle or man. gentle lady. I mean, I think Ishan though does, although on the surface this seems like a silly question. I think it's quite important because we have to look at what Guido Fawkes was saying because we know that he it's a Paul Staines in is such a sophisticated journalist who's got no bias and has a long history of um, reporting things in an uncontroversial, unbiased way. So clearly he knows what he's on about. Yes. Um, And I, I wonder... How's he got his information? You know, has Paul been living amongst the unsophisticated religious people and sometimes, you know, doing la-di-da high society with sophisticated religious folk? Yes. It really, really makes me wonder. Personally, I just think I'd rather be in a room with sophisticated Muslims and unsophisticated Jewish people, only because the food would be better. I really think it would be better, the biryani. Yeah, right. I mean, well, we all love a biryani, um, I don't think there's any argument there. Do you think it's a bit like, you know, in Titanic, when uh, Jack goes da- takes Rose down to below decks and Rose realised that the thing about unsophisticated people is they're jolly good fun and they have a little dance to Irish music with all the unsophisticated Irish people. Do you think it's a bit like that with the unsophisticated Muslims and, and um, Jewish folk? I think that's a very Dancing wonderful, around below yeah, deck. Yeah, a very wonderful analogy. And the sophisticated people come across a bit mm. stuffy and a bit, you know, boring. And actually, if you want to be a fun politician, why bother appealing to them at all? Personally, I think what we've got to is all the politicians... Yes, maybe that's why they're appealing. Yeah, just stop appealing to sophisticated Jewish people and only unsophisticated Muslims. That's the only people we should be appealing to if you're a politician. That's what I think. They're the ones dancing with their biryani below decks. Yes, dancing with biryani below deck. Well, I think we've we've sorted that out now. I think that's a great hot and spicy takeaway, Ishan. Much like the biryani. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ishan, that's very good. That is it's very good. Enjoyable uh, as a joke and a meal. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, the only thing I wanted to ask is is hot and spicy takeaway. 
would there be any sophisticated Muslims who get a hot and spicy takeaway? Is that something for all the Muslims or just the unsophisticated ones? I would say it's just for the unsophisticated ones because hot and spicy takeaways go straight through you. Sophisticated people eat sophisticated meals like brie and oysters. Yes, brie and oysters. Ugh, what a horrible combination. And watercress, I hear. Watercress, yes. And jus. They love a jus, don't they? Oh, yes, they love a jus. <laughs> oh, wait. Hang on. OK, no. All right. Well, Ishan Akbar, thank you very much for your hot and spicy takeaway of the week. My absolute pleasure. Well, that's it for this episode. We'll be back next week. So in the meantime, like, subscribe, tell your friends, follow the Out of Context, Non-Censored Blue Sky account and keep those questions coming to nonsensoredpodcast at gmail.com and join us on patreon.com forward slash nonsensored to get ad-free episodes, longer videos, bonus podcasts and much, much more. With thanks to Rosie Holt, Brendan Murphy, Ishan Akbar, John Luke Roberts, Will C. Bagmontefore, and Ed Morish. I'm Harriet Langley Swindon, and we'll be back next week with more Non Censored. Non Censored.